and we are live unapologetic podcast here in Chicago, Illinois on a very special show that I'm excited about and been wanting to do for a very long time. I am Sir Goodwin Live. I am joined by my family, my friends, uh, my uncle, All right. Tony, in the building. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Welcome. This is your unapologetic debut. Are you excited? Oh, right. I am excited. Very excited. <laughs> We're almost two years in, and uh, this is your first time on the show. Mm-hmm. I was wondering when I was going to get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you got your invite today, and uh, this is the first of many, and uh, we're going to do some more shows. Uh, we've been doing shows for a long time. Uh, That footage is coming up uh, real soon. We're also joined by uh, YouTube, social media, phenom, influencer. Uh, I mean, just... uh, over 3,000 uh, viewers. Five, excuse oh, me. Right. <laughs> 5.6K. Thank you. 5.6K followers <laughs> on YouTube. It's small time. And uh, just a, a, a real, my cousin, first of all, cousin and friend, Mr. Troy, how are you today? I am very well. Glad to be here. Welcome Third back. Third time, I think, for me. Third time. Third time, official choose. Tell us about your YouTube and your social media before we get started on this conversation about Patty LaBelle and Aretha Franklin. If you are into uh, watching people eat and uh, hearing people eat and talk or whispering ASMR mukbang, if you like that type of thing, follow me on YouTube. My name is Choose, C-H-E-W-S. And... That's it. Okay. That's it. Well, uh, we are live here in Chicago. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about uh, legends in their own right. But we'll talk about the difference between the legend and icon. We're going to talk about living legend, Patti LaBelle. And we're going to talk about uh, Aretha Franklin, who was the queen of soul. She's no longer with us, but uh, she's always with us. Her music is timeless and I mean, you really don't get much better than Aretha Franklin. And uh, Patti LaBelle has always given her her props over the years. No dissing. Always say, hey, she is the voice. She is the queen. Uh, Aretha Franklin left us in 2018. Uh, She was born in 1942 uh, to... uh, Famous uh, Reverend uh, Doc, uh, Reverend C.L. Franklin was her father, and uh, she started singing in church at a very young age. So we're talking about she was born in '42 in the '50s. Aretha Franklin was already a well-known artist uh, in the gospel sector, um, and then of course we know she had a long. Uh, secular career, but always stay within a gospel roots. I think she's even in the gospel, uh, some type of gospel hall of fame or something, too. And even, like, uh, early stuff, Aretha, if I can interject, mm-hmm. even early Aretha, there was jazz. Like, there was a lot of jazz you can find uh, mm-hmm. before the big, big hits started coming. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and um, uh, she was had a baby very early on as well, and um, but her, her her talent 
was always just present and always big. Uh, singer and played the piano very well. Uh, also, uh, what are your uh, beginning thoughts about Pat, uh, Aretha in her early years? Um, I know for me, it, it started with just stuff like my mom would have, 45s, if anyone out there knows what a 45 is. Uh, it's a small record that you would play on a turntable. And she had, you know, respect, think, and all of that. So that was my early sort of exposure to uh, Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of it, mm -hmm. you know, in the house. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it was a little, like a little bit before my time. And when I started really getting into music, it was, I'm gonna say, the stuff I responded to strongly that was of the moment would have been something like, let's say in the 70s. So, something he can feel mm -hmm. from the Sparkle okay. soundtrack, that whole thing. But, even, but before then, when I started learning how to use a record player and play records, it would be something like my mama's stuff. Okay. That she would have. Now, I had a question about that. Um, the Sparkle, the Sparkle soundtrack. Hmm. Now, was did the soundtrack take away, take from Aretha, or did she take the songs from the soundtrack? You know what I'm saying? The the singles that all Sparkle. Uh, what, was she like supposed to be the person that actually she sung did the, the whole soundtrack? She did the whole thing, and then they in the movie they they just sung the song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tony, what are some of your before? Uh, do you have any recollection of uh, Aretha Franklin in the fifties and sixties? Uh, what are your thoughts on her career early on? Well, since I wasn't, I was born in the late sixties. I don't know what she did in the fifties. Okay, but just let's keep the straight, straight. But no, uh, what I remember about Aretha, basically. It, that soulful voice, mm -hmm. that soulful even voice. at an early age, yeah, yeah. This her voice that it's a song, and I I've shared this many times. It was a Aretha song. It was a gospel song, and I didn't know who it was at first until I actually you know after they finished the song, finished playing, and then they said that was early Aretha. Mm -hmm. I was shocked because I could not. Imagine Aretha having that type of voice mm -hmm. at such an early age. Mm -hmm. But so when so if you really want to hear her, you you buy some of her early, really early songs, mm -hmm. and it's totally different mm -hmm. than the Aretha that we hear in the late nineties and two thousands. Mm -hmm. Totally different. Mm -hmm. and everything. It's, it's it's a magical experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Aretha was given the title Queen of Soul very early on. I want to say it was maybe around nineteen sixty eight, right around the time Martin Luther King got killed um she was given that title uh and i mean she had been singing for you know a long time but i think that that was um you know a bit premature uh to be given that title so early in the in the late 60s uh, of being the queen of soul uh what are your thoughts on but i do feel like as as time went on, she carried the title well, and it's the undisputed Queen of Soul. I think I, you have to. 
so like like you, I mean, I'm not that versed in any of the uh, like 50s, you know, recorded stuff, but I did get to hear some of that jazz stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't heard any of that, um, maybe check it out. I mean, I think her 60s output alone should warrant that title. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had been doing music. My point is, she's been doing music and recording stuff uh, before the big hits mm-hmm. that people may not know about. And I mean, growing up in the church, you know. I don't, the thing about it is that I don't recall that, now I guess you know, in the, it's in the history books mm-hmm. of that Queen of Soul title. I, I thought it was in the 70s that we, they said that about her. I didn't realize it was in the 60s mm-hmm. and it was no. But if you think about it, in that particular, in that particular time, no one sounded like her. No one sounded like her. No one had that voice, like uh, that soulful voice like that. I mean, you did have glass, but it was, Aretha was a totally different, you know, was a different type of yeah. performer and everything and stuff like that. And so I couldn't understand why they would call her the queen of soul. I mean, uh, and so you're saying in secular music, you've never really heard a voice like no, that. But no, no. Gospel. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, she just, you know, just pick up. Pick, pick a soprano, yeah. you know, is you know because they they all like that similar to. I know we talked about Aretha, but similar to what like Patty, but but when we get to Patty, there was yeah. there was some things about Patty that I didn't realize until I heard Nancy Wilson mm-hmm. and everything and stuff. So mm. you know, good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aretha was has always been a solo act. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, you know, put her, you know, at the top very fast. Where uh, Patti LaBelle, native of Philadelphia, born and raised, still there to this day, started off in a group. Uh, Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells. Uh, and LaBelle is, uh, if you see the post, it says the beautiful one. LaBelle means the the beautiful one in French. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but from Patty LaBelle and Bluebells to once Cindy Birdsong left and went to the Supremes, became LaBelle. I think that, um, you know, when you compare the two, you know, starting off, it's harder because she was in a group. And even, you know, the Diana Rosses, the, the Gladys Knights, they were in groups first where Aretha was by herself. And so the music, the songs that were written, um, you know, Aretha is going to get them as a solo act versus the music act. I, uh, the song, uh, Say a Little Prayer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Aretha did that. Dion was out back then. But Aretha was, you know, people know Aretha's you know, say a little prayer for you, you know, as being a solo act. So do you all agree with that? That maybe that's, you know, that Aretha Star had an advantage starting off because she was a solo act? Possibly. Yeah, I guess you can you look at it that way, um, especially with Patty. I think Patty didn't really get her, even though LaBelle did have, you know, that, you know, that classic song and everything, but Patty, her her um, fortune and everything came later. Yeah, right. You know, 
then you know, and her popularity became a lot of people. She became real popular later on, right. whereas Aretha was already popular in, from the '60s and in the '70s, and then Patty and them came along in the '70s, and then Patty bloomed in the late '80s and early '90s and yeah. stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I just felt like in that particular, like this, maybe mid to late '60s and early '70s period. You know, um, I always felt like it was okay. Aretha Franklin represented the black women in the in the culture, in the movement, or whatever. And James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, or whatever, you mm -hmm. represented the men, the the male side of things. It seemed like it was always those two that were the titans of black music mm -hmm. in that period. That's another thing that I kind of remember. Just to bring up another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Aretha didn't travel much mm -hmm. overseas, and uh, we'll get oh, into much at all, right? Uh, so I think that we'll get into that a little later. But I think that that you know played a big part where someone like Diana Ross, you know, uh, is I'm, I'm putting Diana Ross as more of a, a worldwide international. Uh, spectacle, international. Uh, spectacle versus Aretha Franklin. Okay. You all agree with that? She had the best of both worlds. She was popular with her group, had several hits with her group, mm -hmm. and several hits as a solo artist, uh, just like someone else that we know, uh, Miss Beyonce. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just bringing another person up into the mix. Okay. Well, you know, Beyonce comes up later when we talk about who's next in line, uh -huh. okay. so uh, with Patti LaBelle uh, being okay. in the being in the group, I think that you know, if, if she was a solo artist, she would have been in line or maybe neck and neck with Aretha uh, and a Dionne Warwick um, and a, a, a Diana Ross. You know, in the '60s and early '70s, where she did become a solo act till 1977. Mm -hmm. After the group disbanded, I think the first album was 1977. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we'll see. They now also, I think that Aretha Franklin being light skinned played a big role in it too. Uh, uh, they felt like she was a beautiful light skinned woman. Was light skinned to you? Uh, yeah, not to me. Well, she, she wasn't was dark. Was she she wasn't Patty. She said Patty was ugly with a big nose. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, but uh, they, they said that. she looks better now. <laughs> <laughs> I did read just. I mean, you know, just speaking on her nose. I guess she said she had at the time. I guess she. I, don't, I, don't, I forget what period she did have surgery on it. But mm -hmm. at the time that she had the surgery, she had said that it was so she could sing higher notes. Oh, really? But she later admitted. It was a, a vanity issue. Yeah, That's Patty said, like, Patty, I heard Patty say in the interview, I cut, I had that cold, I had that nose cut in half. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I, I had it cut in half and everything and stuff. But, but you know, she, she's, to me, she's a very attractive woman. She's very attractive. Well, I don't know if I ever, maybe Aretha might have been, uh, maybe she might have been maybe a little lighter than Patty, but I would never consider her light skinned. Okay. Personally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because, 
at that time. So that's something that they said back then? That's a, a personal. I feel like, you know, light-skinned blacks, are, you know, they get more light-skinned blacks get more, um, you know, uh, more accepted more accepted than dark-skinned mm -hmm. blacks, and, and especially in the industry as well. That might be the case with Joe Diana Ross and, and the Supremes. I think she, because she was, if I'm not mistaken, she was lighter than the, the other two members. Diana Ross? Yeah. I thought Florence was lighter than them. Yeah, Florence, Florence was lighter, was lighter than them. Uh -huh. I seen a cover. Oh, you know what? I'm not gonna do this. Come on. I know. Oh, I'm just gonna say. I, there's an album cover with Diana Ross where she is. She has on some cut up shorts. It's an old cover. And she's really skinny. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of like hunched and maybe like, like a this, little boy, but like a little boy. Right. And she's darker than I don't know what. So a lot of that might have been like camera makeup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying for all of them. But Patty always looked the same mm -hmm. to me. Well, you know, the, um, the, that image of Patty and the LaBelles, when they first started out, was more sort of like what they call drag. Yeah, more okay. the, the, the uh, dragonless type image, you know, she with the big boots and the wild hair and the, uh, and the clothing and stuff like that. It wasn't totally different. And it might have been a thing where in that time, Maybe all of them were trying to, you know, look as white as possible to appeal to a white audience. Mm -hmm. You know, back in that day, yeah. that's what, because remember, mm -hmm. some some artists back, especially in the 60s, they didn't have, you couldn't have blacks on an album cover. You know, mm -hmm. that's just just the way it was. Yeah, just, I learned yeah. that on the five heartbeats. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it, it just it just didn't happen. And I don't know when it changed. I would like to f find out when that changed, mm -hmm. when they actually did start having, you know, people on the covers of the album. When mm -hmm. Michael Jackson said enough. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's enough. Well, enough. <laughs> well, we're moving on into the 70s. You know, uh, the disco era, you, you don't really think um, Aretha Franklin when you think of disco. You don't really think of no. Patti LaBelle or LaBelle when you think of disco, even though Lady Marmalade was maybe a disco hit, would we say? Early precursor, in, in mid seventies, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. that. Yeah, everything you saw, but it was a gap. It was a gap, and uh, that because Aretha they had some of her big hits in the late sixties and the early seventies, and then it was a gap. Now she may have still had songs, mm -hmm. but disco was where it was at. Mm -hmm. Disco took over in the seventies mm -hmm. and everything. And then it changed again in the early 80s mm -hmm. and everything. And then he come Aretha again. Mm -hmm. But it was like sort of, to me, it was a gap. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. late, I would say, like I wouldn't consider Lady Marlott a disco record. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like disco really... It's more of a sound. Donna Summer, to me, was one of the people who really like Harold and ushered in disco, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, like I'm sure Lady Marmalade was a 
a club banger back in the day mm -hmm. <laughs> and some like you know supper clubs or whatever but um i think disco had a certain type of sound and you started to hear like when patty uh changed labels to um you know i'm, I'm sure at some point you could hear it in the music the sound started to change mm -hmm. late 70s mm -hmm. that's where a lot of artists went with a more dance type sound mm -hmm. but those two still their music still remained r&b mm -hmm. for the most part mm -hmm. but patty did have a track music is my way of life mm -hmm. um Joy to Have Your Love. Yeah. These were like songs you was gonna mm -hmm. hear. Mm -hmm. House, when they say house music, I wouldn't say house, but it's definitely house party music. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and, and Aretha was still kind of, she had some pop stuff back then, mm -hmm. but not really disco. So we say we're gonna give Donna Summer, what about Diana Ross? She was Love there. Hangover yeah. would have been Diana Ross's big one. Big she, she, she did. She has she has quite a couple of disco songs. So Diana Ross did have some good songs. And oh, I'm sorry. I know she ain't nowhere really in this, but the boss, of course, mm -hmm. disco. Um, uh, 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 no one gets the prize. Mm -hmm. So you can see that late '70s period. Some of them were like, okay, th this is on the rise. I need to do this. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, Patty's, while fans would consider them, you know, classics now, Patty's songs, her disco output, not as strong as some of these others mm -hmm. we've mentioned. Personally, as one thing I've always wondered why about Patty, mm -hmm. like why her hits, what they, they should have been bigger hits, I guess. Why they weren't like, like some of the rest of the singers. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that? Like being a, an Uber fan mm -hmm. of hers, have you noticed that? Yes, um, you know, she started her solo career in the late seventies. So you know, this is uh, being this is a rookie. This is you know. You know, uh, I know for a fact, I don't really like, I don't give new artists a chance, you know, new music. So even though she had been in a group and you knew her name, her being by herself going into uh, the reason the group disbanded was because she wanted to do more ballads. Nona was more rock and roll and Sarah, she had what she liked. So I think that... Um, her going out, her going out on her own was, you know, kind of like, okay, this is this is new. We don't know it, um, but now, like you said, those love needed, want you the if only you knew. Those were in the in the seventies, believe now, early eighties, and now they are classic songs. But back then, they they really wasn't giving uh, Patty a chance. I think that her look, you know, played a big part in it. Um, you know, she wasn't the, uh, you know, she didn't look like Aretha Frank. She didn't look like Diana Ross. She didn't look like uh, Donna Summer. She didn't really talk sex either. You know, she, Patty stayed in her lane with really love songs. She didn't, you know, go out to make her reputation uh, any other way. You know, the, the, the drugs. You know, you know that type of stuff. She wasn't talking about it, singing about it. So I, I think that that was 
why we didn't get, you know, Big Patty because we, we know she had the voice, you know, she had the, the personality. Uh, we'll talk about fashion a little bit. She had fashion, but, you know, she just didn't, she didn't get that recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some of the material, too. Yeah. I think we were talking about that earlier. Just some of the writers, maybe, uh, uh, sort of what her, maybe her song choices mm-hmm. didn't translate into the kind of hits that mm-hmm. some of the other artists had. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you know it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of competition. Then you know um, you had Aretha, you had Diana, you had Dion, you had Gladys, you uh, Donna, you had Shaka that was um, coming up. You had Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills. You had Natalie Cole. Natalie you Cole, know, so yeah. there was a lot of competition there, um, and you know some of those people were already established, and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah. about that, Tony? I, I, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly that you, um, when you think about it, and Patty's come up in the late seventies and everything. She didn't really get her due until, to me, until somewhere in the eighties mm-hmm. and everything. That's when she became. That's when she became to me when she became Patty Labelle, mm-hmm. when everybody would talk about her and everything and stuff. And, and then you know, and then she would be on shows and she would have performances and everything and she would do her famous taking off the shoes right. and laying on the floor and everything and we yeah. discovered her voice mm-hmm. and we would hear her voice and the power mm-hmm. that her voice had mm-hmm. and stuff like that but that happened in to me in the it's in all, the 80s you know it's almost like she had to get some hits under her belt in order for everybody to see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, thank goodness she switched to Philadelphia International. Mm-hmm. This is Patty we're talking about. And If You Only Knew, mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. Love, Need, and Want You, that paved the way for New Attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stir It Up was the other one. Mm-hmm. Which were both on soundtracks and they were pop hits. Got, mm-hmm. And pop crossover hits, which was important mm-hmm. to, for her to have. Now, I discovered Patty. Um, even though I knew of Lady Marmalade, I, I knew that, but I discovered Patty with the song that she did. The name of the song is, you remember I told you about it, the name of the song is what she did. Um, it wasn't her song, but she she sung the song for this the best is yet to come. The best ah, thank you. I was just, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to make sure to mention that. Thank yeah. you. That's when I discovered classic. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful tune, and she sung. See, because basically, what you knew about her, she's like a belter. Mm-hmm. She just belt and mm-hmm. everything. So, and then I know some people, in being in the music, going to Columbia and being in the music industry and everything, they would say sometimes when she sings everything and she hitting these notes and everything. Some of them would not be really on key, mm-hmm. but and so and she even and she even said to Oprah one time that they, when they performed mm-hmm. with Dion and Gladys and everything, Dion had told Patty <laughs> not to sing. 
Not the same. And then Patty said, and Oprah said, what did you do? Patty said, song louder. She didn't know what else to do. But, you know, but but I mean, but that song, she sung. Yeah. She sung, and, and, and you and you can hear her voice. And I just say, I say, well, see, that's what people needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And because one of the, if I'm not mistaken, and you can correct me on this, is that like one of her number one songs that she actually had a number one song was On My Own. Mm-hmm. Did you and like that one? It was nice. It was a nice tune. Care for it. it was a nice tune, but she sung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the thing. People want to hear you sing, mm-hmm. even though you can hit the notes and everything, and and she can hit some notes without any question. She can hit some notes and she can go up that scale and do all that. Cause I'll never forget she's sung. Um, she saw the national anthem mm-hmm. at, at the tennis match mm-hmm. and everything and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And she was hitting notes like, mm. wow, you know, just all over the place. But what you're saying is something I was talking to Anthony about. Um, we also, oh, Sir Goodwin. Right. Sir Goodwin uh, Live. Yeah, Sir Goodwin Live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you can say Kite, you can say Sir oh. Goodwin Live. <laughs> um, I was saying to him earlier that it seemed to me like Patty almost left to her own devices. Like those songs you mentioned, I wonder if there was just someone there to just had to tell, tell her to like just be in, control it. Mm-hmm. You know, work within a certain parameter. Like on my own, she like you said, she's not all over the place, mm-hmm. and she. The arc is where it's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and she gets kind of up there towards right. the end of the track. Right. It's not all over. Like, we sometimes are used to her kind of the notes within the first minute or a minute mm-hmm. and a half of the song. Mm-hmm. I think with her hits, she made a point to kind of be in control, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably why they were bigger hits. Mm-hmm. And um, on my own was her first number one hit, and I want to say that was 83, 84. No, on my own was 86. Okay. 83, you're going to have, if you only knew, which was number one for four weeks on the uh, Billboard R&B charts. And then Love Me To Want You was also top ten there. Mm -hmm. But... um, I don't know what New Attitude did on the pop charts, but I know it was huge. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than Stir It Up. It was bigger than Stir It Up for sure. Well, Stir It Up to me was a better song. I think I, I think I remember you always yeah. liking that one. Yeah. But um, '86 was uh, on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm it, surprised that it was. You know them two, Heather and Michael McDonald. I wouldn't think yeah, those yeah, two that, that combination uh, would have a number one hit. Like that. That's that's when someone's. That's when people were artists come together. They were called duets. Yeah. They, they don't say duets now. You know, it's a different than this. They don't say duets anymore. That's true. It's either your artist and then featuring feature, yeah. another artist. Mm-hmm. I wonder when did that change? I mean, mm-hmm. all this mu- music things has changed right after one another. But when you have longevity. And everything which Patty has, and, and Aretha, Aretha definitely has, has yeah. and everything and stuff like that. 
you know, you got to give them their due. Stir, yeah. stir it up, and um, New Attitude was 84. You Write On My Own was 1986. And Patty started in 1960, and that was her first number one hit. Um, and I want to say it's her only number one hit well, what did, on um, the Billboard 100. What did Lady Marmalade do? Lady Marmalade did hit oh, number R&B. one. But no, I think it's it, 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 over. No, I, I think it hit number one pop. It might have hit number one pop. I believe, but like that was in a group. You okay, know, okay. It so it was still a number one solo. Though. Yeah, artist, which she wouldn't be considered a solo artist at that time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's go uh, into Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin was. Um, you know, major, uh, uh, a big time star. She was married to Glenn Thurman. She was married to um, to someone, uh, someone else. I don't see how anybody could really deal with her um, uh, in in a marriage. She just seemed to be so so mean. You know. And, well, and, yeah. I, since I didn't know her personally. <laughs> I didn't know her personally, but I can like when you look at some of the interviews and stuff like that. She had a personality. Mm-hmm. That's one thing she did mm-hmm. definitely have. She had she had a personality, and um, and she would and she would always uh, she would always crack crack jokes about um, certain things, especially when it came about relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was one. She was on 60 Minutes, mm. and it was one, it was a, uh, a point where her and Ed Bradley was in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and they and they were cooking and whatnot, and he asked her about a song, and she said, what you know about such and such? Like when it sock it to me, mm-hmm. sock it to me, and so, you know, and so, and she said, well, what you thinking, me? <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, but that that was that was Aretha. Aretha was like that. She was like, she, to me, even though you say she was mean, I think she was more to me like she was just real. She okay. was just, you know, she was just real. She she was a famous black woman. Mm-hmm. She was a real no mm-hmm. uh, no. Uh, you know what? I I would say this. I think she um, took her. Title that the music industry bestowed upon her, I think she took that really and used it literally seriously. And after a while, everyone knew it. You, you, you know, it might have been kind of in passing at one point, but at a certain point, it was like you couldn't go. I think she might maybe had it in her contract if she was appearing somewhere, you had to say Queen of Soul. Really? I don't know that that's true, oh. but it seemed to me like every time she was introduced. That title came along. Well, you know what Patty is considered. I read today that she is considered the godmother of soul. Okay, so so. Which I just like to call her. She's also known as the queen of rock and soul. I like, I I like that too. Uh, You know that whole godmother thing just seems like a demotion. You know, I think that that was like them trying to. There is actually a list of different titles for people like I was we were talking about Brandy and how Brandy is is known in some circles as the vocal bible did you know this no I didn't know this no I didn't know it's with her voice you 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 might think you know 
don't 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 hate on it. You gotta listen. <laughs> don't hate on it. I know we're talking about two other people. You gotta listen to some brandy. That new album, y'all, is really nice. I just want to say it real quick. Anyway, they call her the vocal bible because of all her runs and things that she does. Really? Yeah. Have you ever listened to a full brandy no. album? Oh no. Okay. No. No. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. We gonna get it back. Bring no. it back. Okay. I just think Aretha took that title, and she, you know, that can mess up anybody's. I don't think. I don't think so. Aretha started when she was nine years old singing in the choir, so she already knew that she was special and everything. So it it it, it, it wouldn't be too big of a leap for someone to call her the queen of soul, and the grandmother of soul, or the whatever. <laughs> you know, the, that woman. She knew what she was. She knew. And as long as she knew what she was and everything, it didn't matter. But Tony, I disagree with you. There are several artists that say that their first encounters, Fantasia in particular, she says that when she first met Aretha, Aretha came up to her, she was like, you're good, but I'm that bitch. You know, that is her first encounter. And so what did that supposed to mean? That means that what Troy is saying is that I'm the queen of soul, you're gonna bow down, I'm on the throne, and, and she was like that until she died. Mary Blige, I think, had a uh, somewhat right. similar Right. No, what I'm saying about Aretha, okay, okay. This this is the perfect example mm-hmm. of what I'm saying about Aretha. Aretha did you know they did that biopic, right? Mm-hmm. Aretha thinks so highly of herself. You know who her first choice was, right? Halle Berry. (laughs) (laughs) That's about as bad as the casting for the Salt Trapper movie. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what Aretha thought about herself. Yeah, you know, yeah. I will get uh, the, the, one of the hottest black actresses in Hollywood to play me. Yeah, and even whether she can't sing or not, I'm just gonna, well, she gonna play me, right? Because because when you see Aretha, because what is she? Aretha, what is she the queen of soul. No, no. What did she tell Fantasia? She that bitch. Okay, that's what Aretha yeah. did. Uh, and Halle and and Halle politely declined. <laughs> Uh, you know, she probably didn't want to have to put on those fat suits and all that stuff. Hey, but oh, okay. what do you think it was like for Halle Berry to decline to play Aretha Franklin? Let Let's break that down. What? Okay, I can, I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> She have done a little fat suit or gained a little weight like that. a lot of male actors do. Yeah. Um, she could have lip sank. She could, because you know Halle Berry played Carmen. She played Carmen. She, she did okay. the movie Carmen. Mm, didn't know that. So she played it. So she could have done she, but But what was that like to did. turn her down? And oh, what Aretha did Aretha? Oh, she got mad. Aretha was not very happy. And uh, I'm, it's very, getting very hot in here because just like if Patty and Aretha were in here cooking up some stuff, uh, we got we got we got Patty and Aretha in the kitchen cooking up some fish, and I'm getting hot, so I'm about to go up out this shirt in a minute. But uh, yeah, on an interview with uh, Wendy Williams. 
Williams uh, Aretha said that uh, She had asked for Hallie And Wendy Williams is excellent by the way uh, I really like her And she said that well You know she did turn it down but I And I would want somebody to be more confident When they're playing me And so when uh, <laughs> Do you know seen this interview? No So she said So she said what about Uh, uh uh, Jennifer Hudson She said yes Maybe Jennifer Hudson I think she said Maybe Fantasia And then Wendy Wendy Williams said What about Queen Latifah She said oh no <laughs> Queen Latifah Really She said she, no she, she's, she's her size Right well, she's more her size. And she's Queen Latifah Should only be playing One person Cleo No <laughs> Pearl Bailey And I know that's going back oh, For a lot played? of y'all Did no. she play her no, she played Bessie Smith, I think. Or oh. she has not played Pearl Bailey. Look at them two side by side. Oh, well, you know, now y'all want to talk about a singer? Pearl Bailey could sing her butt off. Yeah, even in her late 60s, 70s, and everything, she was she has received an award, and mm. I'll never forget it. And she was this was when she was old. And she just showed everybody. She she she. Wait, are you talking know. about Pearl Bailey or are you talking about Ella Fitzgerald? I'm talking about Pearl. Oh, Bailey. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Pearl Bailey. Okay. And she she hit some. She hit. She 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 did some runs and stuff like that. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was Pearl Bailey. I'm thinking you're meaning Ella Fitzgerald. So you must be knowing what show I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about it before. Oh, okay. Ella was old, singing with the Manhattan oh. Transfer and doing them runs, uh, scatting. Mm-hmm. That was Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, well, I'm gonna look into Pearl Bailey. I've never um, uh, heard of her, but uh, both of them uh, ended right now. Patty is a single woman, no husband. Uh, uh, Aretha had two husbands, Ted White and Glenn Thurman, and she had four children. She died unmarried, um, and um, yeah, so their 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 family life doesn't seem didn't seem to be uh, as strong and, and, and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Uh, yeah, family life or ma- or marriage? Marriages. Marriages. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, you got to think. You got to look at them celebrities and especially music artists it takes a certain person to be involved and have a relationship you know and especially someone like Aretha I think is high maintenance Mm -hmm. and you gotta have somebody that has that type of Mm -hmm. you know that that will to want to deal with you in that way and stuff because I do believe that most people in that situation, they want people to cater to them mm-hmm. and everything. And then if but then they want you to cater to them. Mm-hmm. You know? But then but you thinking, I'm the star. I'm right. this person. So you know, I don't have to do that. I can't you know? see either one of them being with an insecure dude. But see Patty always well, I have to go to Patty because Patty is the one that throws me sometimes because you can see how Patty acts sometimes in certain interviews but then I had actually watched one of her cooking shows and stuff, and she's totally different in a cooking show. And I'm saying, so which Patty are you? She's a Gemini. Um, so, and this is, the, and I want to ask you about this, and maybe you know, you can uh, refresh my memory. Um, I forgot that she uh, had an altercation with somebody. 
Uh, on Tyra. It's about the cookie, the 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 plastic, the eat the paper. No, 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 no. Okay. This was a real thing. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a. Uh, uh, she threw something at somebody. Was it on a plane? Do you know about this? On the stage when the guy. So, uh, not, she her her body. B. not her body, guys. I'm a, you know what? Keep talking. I'm gonna I'm look this okay. up. Okay, okay. Uh, so, in the 80s, we're in the 80s now, you have uh, a resurgence of the black female mm-hmm. singers, right. especially the ones from the 60s. But now you've added people like Whitney Houston into the mix. You have the Janet Jacksons, but Patty and Aretha they had a resurgence too, mm-hmm. um, in the 80s, right. and I think that, um, Patty, her live performances are, uh, are what brought the attention versus yes. her hits, where Aretha Franklin was still banging out hits into the 80s and early 90s. You agree with that, Tony? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I, I'll never forget the see, I always think back now because I, I grew up in the 70s and everything and stuff. And it's one thing that I've always thought about with singers. They had special, most of the big ones had special voices. Mm-hmm. They had their own sound. No one sound like them. Mm-hmm. No one sung like them. Mm-hmm. And, and case in point, I remember when Whitney first came out, mm-hmm. even though she had got her accolades and mm-hmm. whatnot, when she first came out, a critic mm-hmm. wrote, that even though her songs are nice and everything, her voice is nice and everything, she will never be Aretha Franklin or a Patti LaBelle and mm-hmm. everything. She she didn't have that of a distinctive voice. Little did he know. Look what happened. Yeah. That that that's according to if, if she's in your Bible book, she she would have she would be considered the voice. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I've never considered no. her the voice. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, who do you consider the voice? <laughs> I would, I'm not going to put. Um, I'm, I'm never going to no put. No one sings like her. No, no one sings like her, and I who agree. Are you talking about Whitney? No, no, no one sounds like her. No one sounds like her. So she, she has a unique style, like, like. Sort of like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce has a unique style, mm-hmm. so they have that that unique voice and everything and stuff. And that's why, like now with Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan was first, but then you got Vesta, who kind of sounds like Shaka Thank you. Khan. Thank you, man. Yeah. She rests in yeah. peace as well. And then we here talk. We talk about we talking about Patty, but yet I brought up Nancy Wilson because I never heard. No one seen like Patty at first until I heard Nancy Wilson, and then I had to look up Nancy Wilson and realize Nancy Wilson was already out in right. the fifties. Right. right. So I said, so to me, Patty kind of copied Nancy Wilson. Nancy, uh, Patty does uh, say that Nancy was one of her influences, and uh, Dinah Washington. Okay. Yeah. She She was good, real good friends with Aretha. Who? Dinah Washington. And and, and, and and you know and that might be the reason why Patty and Aretha just could never mesh and that's coming up real soon. Um, Aretha Franklin won 18 Grammys, mm-hmm. uh, 18 out of 26, mm-hmm. and uh, Patty has two Grammys, 
and uh, out of 13 nominations. Mm. Does this mean anything? I, I don't know that it means anything other than when you look at, if you want to talk about material, uh, hits, I guess, then I guess it would stand to reason that Aretha would more likely be nominated for more if she had the bigger albums or the bigger hits. Mm -hmm. And you know, Patty, Patty's albums just didn't do that because the hits weren't always there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Musically, I, I think it means a lot. Mm -hmm. it, it, I think it means a lot, but it doesn't guarantee but, popularity. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know what I'm sure. saying? It doesn't because let's look at we can look at Aretha and Patty and even though Aretha has probably has the more Grammys and whatnot and Patty but then again either Aretha may have even even more um chart topping songs mm -hmm. than Patty everything but Patty's popularity is almost to me is like probably if if not equal mm -hmm. maybe even better mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that I think mean, because a lot of people can relate to Patty mm -hmm. and like her greatly live yeah mm -hmm. so she came to to it's live shows mm -hmm. it's seeing Patty live mm -hmm. I think that's a lot to do with how popular she is and the fact that she toured I mean like we were mentioned earlier Aretha. You couldn't really get her to tour too much. Mm -hmm. Oh, because Patty was like always on the road, mm -hmm. she was exposed more, and I think it just you knew what to expect from her shows, mm -hmm. and you knew you was gonna have a good time mm -hmm. and get a good show usually. Mm -hmm. But why Aretha Franklin, Patty Labelle, people like to pit them against one another. Um, Two big voices, two big personalities, um, two big women. <laughs> uh, so, why can't these ladies be friends? Um, Patty and Gladys are tight, you know. Patty and Shaka, um, you know. Patty and Dion at one point, you know. Aretha and so Patty. You mentioned Patty and Diana. I see. Patty and Diana had that thing early, but now they have they've been cool, and then the Legends Ball happened, and now they both call each other friends. Um, uh, Aretha, you know, she she goes with Sissy. She'll say Dion. She'll say Shaka. Why is as friendly as we can see Patty being? Why can't, why couldn't they coexist? Why was there always this, it, it seemed this shade that Aretha would give to Patti LaBelle versus embrace her? Because Patti never came for her throne. She, she never out of her mouth came for it. Maybe it was because she could hang with her vocally. When she did uh, the Ain't No Way tribute at the end, she came down. I sent that to you all. She gave her a hug and, and she tapped on her shoulder. You know, it's like she just gave you a, she just gave you this, this this tribute, and you just you just give her a tug. And while Patty is grabbing her around the the, the the body, then at the White House, where 
Aretha's walking down the aisle. Patty's right there. That's Patty that. just tries to, you know, give her a little touch. Hey, girl, how you doing? Aretha pushes her hand back, looks at her face, and mm-hmm. and and did a duck move. Aretha ain't moved that fast, and I don't know how long. Don't touch me. Yeah, that's what it was. Why? Is it possible that Aretha, okay, Queen of Soul aside, is it possible that maybe she was insecure at times, but didn't maybe want to show it? She can. I truly believe she considered Patty a rival. I, I, that's what I believe. I believe she considered her a rival. So I, you, you got to see. You have to understand when you have, when you are in that in music industry, and you can sing like Patty can sing and stuff, and Aretha knew Patty could sing and whatnot. Aretha considered Patty a rival. Mm-hmm. I, that's I, that's what I, that's what I believe mm-hmm. and everything and stuff and so. Even though Patty wanted to be cool with Aretha and everything, Aretha wanted to let her know, I don't respect you like that. You know, it's just, it's just a, it, unfortunately, it's a diva type thing. Mm-hmm. It's a diva, that's what they do. That's what makes a Maybe diva. Patty was like invited to things that Aretha wasn't because people liked Patty more. Maybe there was perfor- like the Motown thing where they accused her, Patty, of, of uh, wait, was, was Patty accused of over upstaging Diana? Or yes. was Diana accused uh, well, well, taking over. Actually, the thing about it with 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 one of the performances that Patty was just on, Diana was the MC type of thing, and she told Patty to go ahead and sing. She told her to go ahead and sing. You know, to do her thing, do her thing mm-hmm. when all of all the artists were on stage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's because that's what Patty can do. Patty has that voice. She has that voice that takes over. Like when you sing in a choir, she don't let go. She don't know when to let go of the mic. That's the thing. <laughs> so when you sing in a choir, it is thing. You know, you have voices in the choir, but there's always one or two voices that are really special yeah. in everything. Just like in this, I hate to go off on track on this, but this is just like when you sing in the choir and you know, and they hit them octaves. Mm-hmm. It's certain, only certain voices that actually can hit those octaves mm-hmm. and everything and stuff like that. And so, so especially when you hit a, a note above high C, and you know, and stuff is almost, they call it in, in, in the pop world, they call it the whistle. Mm-hmm. They call it the whistle voice and everything. But that's, those particular people have that type of voice, and those are the people that you want in front to lead, especially if you're doing ad libs mm-hmm. and everything. So this is all musical stuff mm-hmm. and everything. And so, and Patty is one of them type of people, mm-hmm. and Aretha can do it too because when Aretha and Patty was on that Oprah show mm-hmm. for her birthday mm-hmm. and everything, if you didn't see two people trying to outsing one another, you ain't never seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they were trying to outsing one. Poor Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> They were trying to outsing one another. The whole lane. And she stays in the lane, but she sounds good. But that's what I mean. Like, I ain't, don't nobody ever talk about her in the fray with anybody. Yeah. I really wish she uh, could have been a part of this just to further exacerbate the dynamics between the, the three of them. Mm-hmm. 
is so interesting. They are all supposedly, I guess, friends or were like friends or friendly. Mm-hmm. But it's always them two, Patty Aretha, mm-hmm. that had the. Mm-hmm. Well, the Sopranos usually we you get that big soprano voice. You know that uh, tends to uh, get the shine and the most notoriety. You know, most of the voices you hear uh, that we've talked about are all sopranos. You know, um, and what Gladys is um, that that alto. You know, not going to be too flashy. You know, well, she's um, soulful. That's soulful. De- definitely soulful. Yeah, <laughs> but she's not. Is she not going to take you up there? Um, Dion, even Dion was, was a soprano, and you know, now she's a tenor. Now she's a tenor so um, <laughs> a bass, baritone. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, and Dion actually has new new music out. So yeah, she does. Uh, which Have you is, heard? It's not bad. Um, but I mean, she's seventy seven, seventy eight years old. Recently released new music or last year? Okay, uh, she I had did, last yeah. year. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they performed together three times uh, on the same stage. And Oprah was one mm-hmm. where they sang Happy Birthday. Right. Um, there was a performance at the Essence Awards where um, Aretha Franklin was singing Respect. And Patty came out and she sang Background with some other uh, singers. They sang Background for Aretha. And Patty probably was singing too No, high. she did not. She, she, like I said, she is the one that plays it cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did a uh, Tom Joyner uh, special uh, early uh, in the maybe late 90s and uh, early 2000s. There is no video footage of it, but the picture that I sent you all is from that, where they were singing on stage together. Mm-hmm. You could tell they were reading the teleprompter and they seemed to get along. Why? can they coexist? Why was Miss Franklin just so intimidated by this lady and her vote and her voice? They say, you know, um, I've heard singers say people with real distinctive voices and everything, even though you know you might like their voice and and all that, sometimes there is sometimes some some jealousy there. Mm-hmm. There could be some jealousy. Mm-hmm. You know, I sing the way I sing, but then this person sings the way I wish I could sing. You know what I'm saying? Or have a voice that that I wish I had, or can hit some notes I wish I could hit, and stuff like that. Singers, I like that. Mm-hmm. They're vain. Mm-hmm. They are actually vain like that. And so you know, I keep bringing in other people. Uh, I keep because th- maybe Aretha and Dion were having lots of conversations after some of these performances. Like, you know, I wish that bitch would sing a little less because mm-hmm. we're not, you know, we're not up there like mm-hmm. she is. Right. I can almost hear the conversation, especially with Dion. I can hear that. Yeah, because Aretha, yeah. even though Aretha could, she could when she do get into that when she get into her vocal range, she could hit the notes that, you know. She could hit him, everything, but it wouldn't sound like Patty. Because for a while, she wasn't able to do it. Right. Well, when you get a certain age, <laughs> but yeah, but back to when she could during this period that you're talking about, like that that Oprah performance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I I think you have a point, Tony. I think I just wonder if 
she just went to her, you know, wherever she is, um, with a little bit of a little bit of insecurity mm-hmm. uh, about uh, Patty and that whole. How much of that queen of soul was up in you? Like, mm-hmm. how much of that was in her? Mm-hmm. She carried with her all the time. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when her voice started to deteriorate, maybe there was something going on with that. But here, and all the time that she was alive, here Patty, she never really lost her voice. Now, it might not be the power stroke it used to be, just with right. the age, mm-hmm. but she still, she's still doing it. She's still doing it. Yeah. And maybe that, maybe that was a problem for her that you would never hear her Aretha say in public. No, yeah, that, that's the jealousy part. That's yeah. she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna never to say she's jealous of her. She ain't gonna never say that. And everything she's gonna say like she's that, she's that woman. She's that woman. She has the voice. She was the, she's, she's on top. And she ain't probably wanting to give up that throne to anyone and everything. So yeah. that's basically how, how it works. And, and nobody, you don't think anybody could have gotten them together. No, no Shaka, uh, Aretha and, and, and Dion and Aretha and Gladys had their issues. But like I said, Gladys and Patty are our best friends. Stephanie Mills has even kind of implied that there was something there between Aretha and mm-hmm. Patty and she just kind of, you know, sides Aretha as well. I just I just feel like um that we we should have a duet with Patty and Aretha at at some point, you know, at at some point we should have had some music from them. We should have seen a live performance, uh, you know. But Aretha Franklin was just so nasty. Just even with uh, Tina Turner, you know, when Beyonce called, when she, when Beyonce called Tina the Queen, Aretha went off. Oh no, that ain't. I'm the only queen around here. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, and Tina ain't took that and did nothing with it. But I think she could have been queen of rock and roll. Tina Turner could have been. Yeah, but I mean, here's somebody that she also had some some hits, you know, for Mm -hmm. a period. But live draw, she was always a a a live draw, Mm -hmm. and people always considered her in the industry the consummate professional. Mm -hmm. She had a good Tina had a good reputation in Mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to put it. I have to put it like this. This is this is how you this is how you do it. When it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, when you see when you see drag shows. They don't imitate Aretha. Oh wow! I didn't think about that. Is it Patty or Diana? Yeah. Or Tina Turner? Yeah. Aretha is not there. Why do you think that is? Because they probably has something to do with their image and the way they are. Yeah. And everything and stuff. So, so we oddly because you know Aretha had the most well the 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 bigger hits and Mm -hmm. most hits in some cases. Mm -hmm. They don't imitate. They don't in fashion. You know, uh, she wasn't fashion. Aretha wasn't fashionable at all. It, though. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why. Well, no one wanted to. You can't go do drag and Big Bird. Maybe we, before. maybe we solved the problem right now. That's not. Maybe that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you, you did talk about the weight. 
weight yeah. could be a problem, could have been an issue. Because yeah. Aretha, when she started off, she was very mm-hmm. tiny mm-hmm. and everything. And then I think in the 70s is when she She did an up exploded. and down. Because in Blues Brothers, she was a decent uh, size. Yeah, and then, but then in the, the was, 90s and early 2000s, can we, can we give a shout out to Freeway of Love and, and, and Who Zoom and Who her comeback? And uh, Pink, that's what Pink kind of like is yeah. Freeway of Love. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Know, a little shout out to that for Aretha, her, mm-hmm. her, her, her comeback. We talked about, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, come on, Tony, legend, mm-hmm. icon. Right. Would you, could, what would you consider Aretha Franklin, a legend or an icon? Okay, like I was, okay, basically the way that works is that an icon would be a a person's status. A legend is more of of what a person has done, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that she has done. So she could be considered both an icon and a legend, Mm -hmm. but as as part of this discussion, she's more of an icon, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Whereas Patty, with, is considered a legend to mm-hmm. me because Patty has that longevity mm-hmm. and her in in her performances and everything is legendary. Mm-hmm. It's the things that you do that makes you a legend. Mm-hmm. And an icon is more of your status. Okay, and that's how that works. Okay, yeah. They are, I, they are basically icons. Both of legendary them. statuses. But, uh, the, the people interchange the words, yeah. but the meanings are yeah. kind of different. Like yeah. Diana Ross had that legendary uh, concert in, in uh, Central, Central Park. Park. Right. Mm-hmm. That would that be legendary because it went down, for it, 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 it transcended from generation to another generation mm-hmm. and everything and stuff like that. So, like, Troy, whose voice would you prefer? If you had to uh, go see them live, uh, if you had to listen to them, who, which, which direction would you go, Aretha listening, or Patty? Listening um, Aretha, mm-hmm. live Patty. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll never forget that song, that album that you played, and, and then you had Aretha, and then you played a Patty. They, they, this was, remember that soundtrack, mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. And they were both sing. I mean, they literally were singing. Way takes hell soundtrack. Oh, my love, sweet love for Patty, and uh, why does it hurt so bad? Right. And I, and for some reason, when I hurts like hell, hurts like hell. So when I heard it, I didn't know who. I said it sounded like Aretha, but I wasn't really sure everything. But I know the voice was really. I said, now, now whoever's singing is really singing. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about singing to me. Mm-hmm. Everything. Unfortunately, the person that I would prefer, we ain't talking about. But anyway, but um, I would be Patty. No, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Patty. I, I would have to say Patty all the way. I'm not really. Well, unfortunately, I'm not a really a big Aretha fan mm-hmm. and everything and stuff like that. I give her her props mm-hmm. and everything, but uh, if I had to go see somebody, I guess I would go see Patty. Mm-hmm. But uh, but even listening to their music, uh, you know, not live in a live setting. Is there anyone? Ooh. Well, uh, the, I have to say because I actually have one of Patty's albums. I have one of her albums and everything. The only album I ever have of Patty's, mm-hmm. and that's the one, Winner. huh? Winner. 
But I don't even know the name. I don't even know because I got it off the radio. Oh. They played all her songs from this album on the radio, oh, wow. and I just recorded them and everything and stuff. But uh, um, Aretha didn't really have any really songs that I really, really, truly liked, mm -hmm. except that gospel song, and I cannot think of the name of it. I've been trying to find it and everything, but it was one of the best vocals I've heard, mm. you know, mm. a long time from any artist. Was it from one of her older gospel albums? Yeah, one yeah, she was, young. Oh, she was okay. young. By uh, uh, Trouble Water, Breathing no, on Trouble no, Water? No, I know that one. Oh, to be Young, one. Gifted, and Black? No, no, okay. no, it was just, it was, it was outstanding. Yeah, I, I, that's, the, that's the way I felt and everything, so. Who's next in line? Um, but, but before we get to who's next in line, do we have, okay, Aretha, we have Patty. Do we put Diana Ross as that it black woman, that big icon, that big legend over these two powerhouse soulful singers? I do. Is Diana Ross <laughs> bigger? Then I, them? I do. I, I, for for me, talking I in terms of vocal alone, or we yeah, the, whole, the whole package. Whole package. Okay, whole package. And we know Aretha didn't go, and I think that this plays a big part because Aretha didn't go overseas. You know, who knows? how, you know, the people over there view her where, you know, Diana Ross and Patty, they have toured over, you know, Europe and Asia and stuff like well, that. Worldwide, yeah. how she been yeah. received worldwide? Um, I would think it all depends. It all depends because, you know, we got to remember, we're, we're talking about the six, we're talking about the 60s, 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. And one thing is true, image is everything. Image back then is everything, mm -hmm. and even though she 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 may um, had the voice and everything and stuff like that, and she would never be considered glamorous. She would never be considered glamorous. Whereas Diana Ross, we we I know she ain't part of the discussion, but the truth of the matter is, we're talking about glamour. Well, uh, not I mean, to a um, tenth degree. Uh, uh, not that picture that you know with that little boy's picture. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, yeah, even with the, um, you know, that took a minute. Because she, I think all them Supremes had to kind of find, and, and, some, and some of them didn't really find it because they tried to peg Diana Ross to be the, the focal point of mm -hmm. the Supremes. But I don't think, I think Diana had to touch into that glamour in the like late 60s and... Well, no, I mean, that was, that was Barry's Gordy's yeah. thing. That was his, that was his thing. He wanted to make them glamorous. Yeah. And everything, which was, which they were. I would think because a lot of, a lot of young black women looked at them and, and thought and saw the image of beauty. Mm -hmm. and everything and stuff like that and so that was something that they aspired to. He just said it right there. I have seen different women, celebrity women over the years, um, when they talk about Diana Ross, they talk about being little girls with the hairbrush. Mm -hmm. And you notice it's only her that they ever say, I, I thought I was Diana Ross, so I always wanted to be like Diana Ross. I know Oprah would say some stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. So she would probably be the the, the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. 
Now, vocally, I'm not going to put her no, not with them two, but everything hits. She had two, basically two careers mm -hmm. um, with just a whole bunch of hits. Mm -hmm. And movies, mm -hmm. we can't forget that either. Mm -hmm. Patty did, I think, Soldier Story, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know she, mm -hmm. Patty did some TV shows. Mm -hmm. right. I don't know what else she did movie-wise. Aretha, I think, only had Blues Brothers. Mm -hmm. But I, I would put Diana... That's what I'm saying. Love them all. Yeah, yeah, I kind of don't want to, cause you like both of them. <laughs> but I would, I, I, I would have to. Well, she's she's number one on my list. Mm -hmm. She's the number one on my yeah. list. I, I would put I would put Diana over over both of them. Uh, as far as um, you know, Patty, I, I give Patty an edge just because Aretha didn't travel overseas. Um, but I do feel like as far as Queen of Soul, as far as uh, American Treasure, you know, they're both are, but I'll, I'll give Aretha that. You know, I feel like when Aretha was alive, you know, Obama, the, you know, the Oprahs, they, they're going to ask Aretha first, Patty second, mm -hmm. you know. Um, as and, far as we know. As far as we know. Um, and from the shows that we've seen, you know, it's usually one of the two. Uh, in the building and uh, Shannon brings up a great point uh, Patty and Diana's gay fan base uh, very good point and Aretha stayed more you know you know with the church type you know so I think that that kind of you know catapults them as well. That's what when I said the drag, fashion, I, right? Yeah, when I said that was an excellent. I'm surprised I didn't come up with that. Mm -hmm. it's a very, excellent <laughs> point. very excellent point. Yes. Yeah. Who's next in line? Do do we have it Whitney? It would have been. It would have been Whitney. Um, maybe Mariah. Maybe Mariah. Ugh. But really? music has changed so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what are you what are you trying to say? Like, Who, do we why? have no? Do we have uh, another Diana Ross? Do we have yes. another um, uh, Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight? The the people that have longevity and that have handled themselves right. with class. Mariah, Beyonce, um, for right now. Now Jennifer Hudson yeah. could be in there. She just needs to. She needs some hits. That's what Shelby. Oh, Shelby is somebody, but my friend. You got. That's what Shelby. We we have talked about that extensively. Jennifer Hudson is, has the Aretha Franklin voice, but the hit status of a Patty. Mm -hmm. For a voice like that, she needs to be picking better songs because mm -hmm. that voice is being wasted and the songs the album she's come out with uh uh spotlight is not enough mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you can't and you can't and I'm telling you I'm not going you can't really use that even though it was it was it was it was a hit in her voice she she showed the power in her voice mm -hmm. but for some odd reason She's not picking the. I, I wouldn't say she's not picking the right songs. Her songs are just not connecting. It's not connecting to the public where you know they that they they can be hits because mm. she has the voice. She literally has the voice, and Fantasia has a very distinctive voice too. too. She has a distinctive style too, but she ain't having the hits that you you will want. 
to have that status and everything. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, well, I don't know how you would do it, but you got Madonna who actually she has like a soul she mini really be mad but she I know but she I know. got a, but she's pop though but she still she got like a lot of she got a lot of hits well, under her any, belt well not anymore <laughs> I will so, go and she's still going strong in her 60s yeah. and she in her 60s yeah she in her 60s so yeah. Yeah. but I think um yeah, all the ones you mentioned, I, I guess. I'm trying to think of another one. I don't know. No. There are people that I think vocally are really good, but are they at that status? Probably not. Like we could throw, I could throw out people like Monica or Kiki Wyatt, who is an excellent singer. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, she's it's just black this black community. You know, she is. She's not pop. A crossover has eluded her. But and maybe all them kids too. Yeah. But anyway, she's pregnant again too. Um, uh, Shannon said Jennifer Hudson has shown that she can do other things like opera or jazz. Um, I kind of agree with that. I feel like I don't. I feel like we will never have the icons, the legends, the distinctive voices that we have been privy to in our lifetime. My children will not have that. People like to say a Beyonce. That's well, their voice. That's, that, that, that's their voice. But, you know, even though Beyonce has a great voice, and she did, and she can, uh, I think she can really sing, but she still doesn't have that, that, that range, that variety, that distinction, that soul, that all the previous names that we mentioned that they have. So she has the status, but when it comes to vocal, you know, I don't think that we would want to sit there and listen to Beyonce sing ballads. You know, we want to, we want to, we, wanna, we need to see, we need to see her, we need to see her dancing. We need to see her body. Well, she's a performer. That, that, I mean, she's a performer, she's a, she's a I agree. Performer. But these ladies, you know, got to the top, off their voice and their talent. Yeah. Not using sex. You know, if uh, you take sex away from Beyonce, sexiness, I don't feel like she's where she is. Did you ever re do you remember seeing um, the first Destiny's Child video? Um, no, 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 no. I remember. Kind of remember a little bit. It is something that you see in her. Would you not agree? I do. I just, her in that video, you just knew it was something about this particular girl. Absolutely. And you don't find that in a lot of people. And I'm not just speaking from, you know, being a, a, a big fan, but it's just something about her. But then, like, I listen to something like Love on Top. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, and I don't know if she can do that still. But the part where she keep going up, up, mm -hmm. up, I don't know if she can do that, but... That basically sealed the deal for me with her as a singer. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a problem with her as a singer. Mm -hmm. Now, is she Patti LaBelle? No. But I think for this generation, she might very well be the one. I agree with that. The, um, I don't know if you all are familiar with this particular singer. Um, do you all, have you all watched Glee? 
Have you ever watched Glee? I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, Amber, Amber Riley. Riley. I've heard mm-hmm. that name. Though. She is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a phenomenal singer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she, she, and you know what you know what Glee does. They sing a lot of they butcher a lot of people's songs. songs yeah, yeah, they like butcher. Them. But the fact <laughs> of the matter, she sung, she sung some of Whitney Houston songs, uh-huh. and every and and she and she also sung, she also sung. Uh, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. And she, to me, if she didn't sound, she didn't outsing Jennifer Hudson, but she sounded just as good as Jennifer mm-hmm. Hudson and everything. And the truth of the matter is, Avariety actually um, auditioned for American Idol mm-hmm. before she even got. Mm. Um, Glee, mm-hmm. but she is a phenomenal singer. I have to look mm-hmm. her up. I definitely you heard of that. And you talking about singing all variety sites? She sings opera. She sings all of it and everything. Yeah. So she has the voice. She just she's fat. And she actually won. And you know what? And she actually won Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. She actually won that and everything and stuff like that. So Derek Huff knew what to do with her. But the fact of the matter is. That she's a phenomenal singer. She just saying, I don't know if she ever tried to have a solo album or not. Don't know. I don't think that I don't think that she's marketable. You know, she's a bigger woman. Because she's uh, heavy. Yeah, she she's a bigger woman, and, and the image is just not there now. Nowadays, Lizzo. you don't need Lizzo. Not gonna not gonna be around long. See, that's what I say. Is there anybody who can have? We talked about Patti LaBelle who is 60 years in music. Dion, 60 years. Gladys, Diana, Aretha, 60 years. I think that the music industry has changed so much that even that that longevity is it's not going to be there for the people with the voices like the Fantasia, like the Jennifer Hudson's, like the Amber Amber Riley can sing her face off. She has, she did Lady Marmalade with Patty, and I was like, hmm, all right, now Patty, don't don't do it, <laughs> you know. Uh, we might what? be forgetting people like um, for this generation. We might be forgetting people like Ariana Grande, a woman that they say. People say she has a great voice. I mean, no, no. strong or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Well, see, but you got to look at the times, though. Yeah. You got to look at the time. The time has changed. We're talking about the music industry from the fifties and the sixties when it was blowing up. Yeah. Okay. So that's so now we're talking to pe- people with status. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about now. And they status have lasted them all mm-hmm. these years. Nowadays, people come and go mm-hmm. and everything. Case, uh, I'm just going to use this person who is actually one of my favorite people and everything. Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul had mm. five, six, seven number one hits. Mm-hmm. And number one hits mm-hmm. and everything. But she ain't doing nothing now no more. Anything? Because what more could you expect that voice to do? I'm gonna have to. Flat. I'm gonna have to agree with you then. All I'm saying, entertainer performer. You know that's that is just even though she had the voice. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know the the number one hits and everything. She didn't last. Most of them don't. They don't last long because of the times. The times yeah. change. Yeah. People people think. 
remember that was a point where when rap came out, they said it was, it was just a fad. Yeah. It was it ain't gonna last for long. Yeah. Now look at it now. Yep. Yeah. Look at it. Yep. Yeah. It's and now it's the it's the it, you know, right. hip hop. Now it's the it. it. it hip hop. And now they yeah. change <laughs> and now they've even changed that. Like we talked about in the comments. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. The blah, 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 blah. It, it sounds awful it's, it's and, all these, the radio. and even, you know, Mariah Carey got lucky. She got in there. Got, <laughs> I, I'm serious because she her, she's not gonna have a 50 year, 60 year career like the the previous legends that we talked about because everything has changed. Nobody, uh, Mariah has released uh, new singles and stuff. One was pretty good. It's not gonna do anything because people don't listen to it. The kids don't listen to it. People my age not listen to it. And even people you all's age have. Uh, transformed to listening to the stuff that's out now, the Drakes, the um, all those type of people now. Well, when you I know, was a young little boy, I guess <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't know how old I'm supposed to be. But I, I, I'm wondering, like, you know, okay, Queen Latifah, she was mentioned earlier. So she started as a rapper, and we know that she transitioned to the movies. Mm-hmm. But during this transition to movies, she came out with an album that was all her singing. Mm-hmm. That album did really well. I can't remember a hit from it, but it won her some, I think it won her a Grammy mm-hmm. or something. Maybe the key to the longevity is for some of these singers to stop trying to continue on the pop path mm-hmm. and maybe do like you know, I, I could hear Janet Jackson, don't laugh at me, y'all. I could hear Janet Jackson doing a jazz album. I could see her. <laughs> hey, you hey. said don't laugh, but. No! Uh, you gotta think about some of her. I'm gonna cut your mic. You gonna cut your mic. Wait a minute, we gonna. <laughs> <laughs> think about some of her slow cuts. It could work. I think that could work for her. But you are all that whispering ain't gonna work. All right, all right. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm just trying to she say. She whispers when she sings. She don't. She, she, she is always Not whispering. Not always a whisper. That's your Mariah. With the <laughs> that's that. a note. That's a you cannot put Janet and Mariah in the same thing. Okay, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Mariah has some very good songs. Yeah, Jesus. but I, it stopped. You know, once this, once the music industry changed, it stopped. You know what she, it is? Yeah. It switches. It's age. I wonder if it's age. As these particular people like her, they got older. And the hits dry up. Look, dried up for my girl. Time. I think it's the time. Yeah. Just like, like, like. Just think about it. Like, let's let's go back into the late seventies. Late seventies was disco. Let's late seventies was disco. Right when our favorite group blew up, blew up in with their 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 song, Ooh. which is the anthem. So this is Slash Channel. Oh, okay. <laughs> My favorite group at the time. Okay. And then, all of a sudden, the music changed. Disco started to play out. And then the music changed. And when the music changed, they didn't have, a, they didn't have another, another, they had not, not really chart-topping songs mm-hmm. and everything. And the music changed. And the music continues to change. The music is always changing mm-hmm. with the times. Mm-hmm. And as we continue to grow mm-hmm. as a society, 
people want something new all the time. So you probably are not ever gonna get people with that 50 year longevity type career. Older folks support like the support the live. Mm-hmm. Younger folks support right here and now. The the radio, the maybe videos and streams and stuff like that. Younger generations support that. Mm-hmm. Older people will go see you still in concert. Mm-hmm. Older people um, will always remember Sade when mm-hmm. she comes back. Mm-hmm. A woman who most people will say uh, has no voice at all, but she is well, someone that, all sound the same. Hey, yeah. can you mute his mic too? <laughs> uh, Shannon, Shannon is saying uh, Mariah and Jenna have lost their voices, which we talked about, you know, the shockers. And they the, had them babies. Yeah, babies. And oh, he knew Beyonce, Beyonce had the babies too. They have lost their voices. They're icons, but they're not legendary. Uh, well, we define legendary yeah. as things yeah. that a person has done. Yeah. Um, an icon is really kind More of their status. Their status yeah. in, in industry or whatever. And things have always kind of come back. You know, you had the girl groups in the 60s. Then you came back with the girl groups in the 90s when you had the SWBs. The boy groups, same thing. You had uh, the, the ballots were in. Then you had the pop were yeah. in. But now, it's I, I think that all that's done. I, I, they don't last long at yeah, all. It's boy I think groups it's done. don't last. Girl groups don't last for some odd reason. Because well, even like somebody like Lettucey, you know, who oh, can sing, yes. she's not gonna get. She she'll never be big time. She'll never be. I think the times have just completely changed. These are the last oh. days. Well, her 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 audience um, is not the, the demographic that's gonna push people like. Beyonce and Rihanna mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that so I, maybe that's not a little fair I don't know but yeah and uh, Shannon now we go to the concerts we see Mickey Howard Mick, Mickey Howard is, can still sing and put on a great show in her 60s and you know she's limited to you know the city wineries and stuff like that where you know these like uh, I mean Ariana Grande she can sing but I mean <laughs> she's not no you can't put her on this playing field with none of the people that we've mentioned. You can put her on the playing field with Mariah. Never. Yeah, never. you can. Never. I, they I consider her fans. a young Mariah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They do consider her a young Mariah. She yeah. has the same type of, of, of timber in her voice that Janet and Mariah have. If oh, you, will you stop okay. putting Janet in this? No. I'm sorry. No. Janet if you go back and listen to Mariah's old stuff, oh, uh, emotion yeah. and uh, love nope. takes time. Yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande, please. Uh, I think she could sing. I was a, I was a doubter at first, and then I was like, no. Nah, and then okay. she sings she, through her nose too. It's like she, what? she sings through her nose. What all of them do? Well, no. She she, just, she she she. Okay, the song that I discovered her on was Bang Bang Bang. Yeah. That's that's what I discovered her on. She can I can give her props on singing and everything and stuff like that. But I'm not gonna put her on the same level as the, the 
people that we've just yeah. No, and no, even no. on that song, yeah. she wasn't the best of other girls. No, Jesse J. Jesse J. was better than her uh, on this song. Okay, she can sing. She can sing. Yeah. I, I said, wow. When I heard her sing, yeah, and that stuff, I said, and, and she's not gonna, she she's not gonna get big. It's it's, it's, it's over. It's it's, yeah, um, it's, it's like sad. Adele. Yeah, like Adele. Now Adele is popular That's now. Very yeah. good. Very now. But let's see how long will she last. Mm-hmm. But and now she that lost she lost all this too. weight, it will be she interesting. She doesn't look like Adele. No, no she looked like a Madonna. But I, I, well, <laughs> she got a new sex. She looked like. But let's see what happens to her. Yeah. When she does come up with something and the weight loss, I would. I'm very curious about that. I, I think that, that voice is up there. I, I I agree. Adele has a nice voice, but she had to lose weight to appeal and to. Get that notoriety, image. It's all yeah. about image. Oh, yeah. oh, That's yeah. music, music, and the music side is like image, just like to a certain degree, just like Hollywood and acting. Mm-hmm. It's all about your image. It's how you look and stuff like that. Because some people, and it's the and it's it's the strangest thing because you you be saying, oh, this person is really talented. This person is really this, but they'll look at you. And they, if you go to an audition, and they look at you, and they'll say, you got the talent. You are perfect for this character. You just don't look. Your yeah. image is not there. So yeah. even with, okay, so even with image being important in the, today's spectrum of music, Ariana Grande, no? Yeah, she she's marketable. But she's she's a marketable. Child. She's from Disney. She's definitely markable, so, but, but y'all wouldn't put her on the tier with the other people. With no, the well, I think right now, I think she's up there. I think right now, in this day and time, she is up there. She's up there. She's up there in that I really pop am, section. And I really am not trying to be like pro Ariana because I I kind of don't like the fact that I I kind of like some of her music. But I do. Yeah, she's, I, she's, she's, I, she's, I think she's good. She's good. Yeah. She, I'll give her props. She got. She's good. But will she? Will she last? Right. For forty and fifty and, years. And I think that longevity is the key to being a legend and being an icon and to being on the statuses of the great Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, and the beautiful one, Miss Patty. She's only five feet tall with five five inch heels on and stuff like that. You know, pretty soon she's going to be shrinking even more. And Lizzo, I still think you got a chance. I don't care what they say. Oh, okay. If you say so. All right. Well, uh, this has been fun, gentlemen. I thank you for taking your time and lending your talents to the Unapologetic Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, unapologetic at gmail.com to be a guest. You can also follow us on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Our Hearts Music. Uh, that's some good thunder here in Chicago if you're listening. Um, unap- uh, so follow Unapologetic. Tony, thank you for being here in your Unapologetic debut. Yes. And hopefully you'll come back and we can do some more stuff like this. Uh, for the invite. Yes, you are writing up some good stuff. Tony has over 3,000 songs written in a notebook and uh, we are still waiting for those songs to come out. Get these songs on out here, Tony. <laughs> 
Uh, we have the official Choose host. If you want a mukbang, if you like mukbang, and you want to see some mukbanging, you go to his YouTube like channel. Uh, where can we find? Where can we find you on YouTube? Just type in Choose. Choose mm-hmm. C H E W S. And he's on YouTube and he's on Instagram and he's on Facebook. Thank you for traveling to us today. <laughs> and we got a good, uh, uh, he wanted some fried catfish uh, by his cousin. She's going to get him some yeah. catfish and spaghetti. Yeah. And we're going to have, uh, we're going to have our own little mukbang off the camera. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And we're going to come back on Wednesday night with the actual and factual Kim Smith. To come family, today. if you're watching, for family that's watching, my mother don't know about the channel, so don't, don't go there. <laughs> All right, people.